Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back. Two fanboys and the filthy casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Today we are going to be talking about something that we've tried before. Um, time travel. And um, turns out we sucked back then, and we're hoping that we're a little bit better now after like a couple of episodes. But before we begin, um, there was a, a momentous occasion that happened a couple of days ago. Um, you know, Harold Lewis, do, do we want to talk about it or, or not? Uh, let's let's go for it, dude. What are we talking about? We, we just talked about it. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, well, Harold. Harold <laughs> um, I hate you guys. Okay, um, I don't know how this started, but literally. A couple of days ago, I was at the gym, and I get a text message from Dennis saying, Hey, we're hanging out at Lewis's house. Do you want to stop by? And literally, the gym is across the street from Lewis's house. <laughs> so I was like, it kind of on my way home, if you think about it. So I was like, you know what? I haven't properly seen the guys, even though I just saw Dennis the day before but for like maybe a minute. But uh, like actually hanging out where we, you know, we were in, in the same place at the same time hanging out. Um, so I stopped by and for just a few minutes, I was able to hang out with uh, these two guys here. And it was, it's been seven months maybe? Good Lord, dude. Yeah, dude. Since we were actually in the same room at the same time. I mean room, like an actual room where we yeah. weren't outside for a drive through. Um, we weren't outside of Dennis's garage. We were just like, staring at each other or something. Yeah, from afar. I mean, we at to be honest or not to be fair, um, these guys know that I'm very paranoid about the whole thing. So they were, you know, very gracious in letting me be socially distant from them. Uh, at the same time, wearing my mask because I'm a douchebag. So, but um, they didn't have to. They were eating. It's that's you know, uh, I have no qualms obviously with being around people because I'm at the gym pretty much every day. Um, but to see my actual, I mean, not like those people aren't my friends, but to see like my actual, actual friends that, you know, years of friendship built together. And obviously this thing that we do, um, we see each other every week on zoom, but it's not the same. So glad to see you guys, guys. I know. Like, um, I, it reminded me of, uh, that Jack Black song, dude. He goes, uh, dude, I totally miss you. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you didn't break in the song, but I mean, kind of not. But I, I wish you did sing though. <laughs> but yeah, it was actually kind of a, a pleasant surprise that like my living room was full for the first time in yeah months. Like we, you know, we uh, Dennis has been gracious enough to visit us uh, sporadically, but yeah, having Harold grace us. Uh, not like the gym hasn't been there down the street across the street from us for years but you know yesterday was just a, a nice little happenstance that everybody was there at the same time um yeah so i mean it was healthy and yeah we did respect obviously everybody's uh wishes and whatnot you know we, we're all in different places in our lives so it was really nice to be to be able to do that if, if just for a few moments and uh it's it, it was a uh, you know, uh, therapeutic, if anything. So it was really nice. So I went to bed with a nice smile on my face knowing that you guys are well physically and um, all that good stuff. That's a good word for it. Uh, like therapeutic because, you know, we always talk about sense of normalcy, trying to go back to the way it was. Yeah. It, it, it was nice to have, you know, like we, we always talk about the reason why we have this podcast was 
literally in that very same room that we were at, that's when we started our first, you know, when we still had, you still had that ginormous um, table. That's where, where we had our first um, podcast, podcast episode. So it was really interesting. It was entertaining. And um, I found it funny that a, a, a part, part of the, 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 um, the, the time we were there, I was thinking to myself, oh, so we could actually still do this uh, one-on-one. Um, we, we can actually still talk to each other, not just on Zoom anymore. So, um, you know, who knows? Maybe down the line, a couple of months from now, um, if plexiglass is, uh, <laughs> you know, if we can figure out where we can buy that, uh, who knows? Maybe we, uh, we, we do plexiglass in, our, uh, in, in the man cave. Yeah, you know, if if uh, if the NFL and the NBA can pull it off in their in their uh, telecast rooms, we can do it too. <laughs> yeah, I was I was literally watching the game earlier, and we discussed this yesterday. How like, um, like an NFL po- NFL podcast, NFL broadcasts, and NBA broadcasts, they are literally like the running joke before was uh, while Al Michaels would say something, Chris, uh, what do you call it? Chris Collinsworth would come in and like slide in. To Al Michaels, like he'd be off, he'd be off screen, and all of a sudden he would just slide into the screen, and then they'd be like, "Oh, there's Chris Collinsworth," but then they can't do it anymore because they have a glass between <laughs> him sliding. Like, ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching it now, like uh, right before uh, we recorded, uh, there was a basketball game, and uh, they were well, luckily they were fortunate enough to keep Reggie Miller and Chris Webber away from each other. Because uh, when those two guys are together, it's a vortex of suck on the uh, it commentary. Is, it is a mess. <laughs> it, I love, like, if everybody knows, Reggie Miller is one of my favorite players of all time, but he is a terrible commentary. And it's like, just just give it up pretty. But at the same time, uh, you know, going back to what it was for us, yeah, it it. it it was funny because literally that same room is the room where it happened, where we first uh, ever did our very first test podcast. Uh, we gave ourselves a 20 minute, uh, see if we can go 20 minutes was our thing. Cause you know, back in those days we thought we can go 20 minutes if you know what I'm saying. But we were, we were saying to each other, if we can do this pretty much without a break or without running out of content or context, um, within 20 minutes off a subject, then we think we can proceed with this podcast. And it was literally at that moment when we were like, okay, it's not so much a dream, but like something that we created is actually becoming a reality here. So to do that, to have our little mini reunion, um, you know, it's great to see you guys as kids. I mean, I'd seen them obviously from cars or from 10 to 12 feet away. That sounds like I'm some kind of pervert, but (laughs) from... (laughs) From you know, we, trying to be. We told, I'm, we told you we, you had that um that restraining order, bro. <laughs> oh no, that was that wasn't me. We all know who the restraining order. Was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Got that expired, by the way. I got I to gotta look into that. <laughs> but, I mean, whoever yeah. has that has to look into it. <laughs> We're not naming names out of the three of us. <laughs> I I hope that, 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 that we we can do something about it, Lewis. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, the other topic I kind of want to talk about before our main one is, you know, uh, last time we were here, we were talking about uh, the, the the launch or the upcoming launch of uh, PS4 and Xbox, um, you know, the new systems and everything. And um, we were in awe that um, Harold had already ordered, uh, pre-ordered uh, PS5. But um, 
a couple of days ago, um, Harold gave us another, you know, amazing insight as to how amazing um, his life is right now. <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> it's pure. It's the strangest look because the same a couple of days ago, my friends texted me saying, "Hey," or I texted my friend saying, "Hey, there's a P- the Xbox is launching tomorrow at eight o'clock." I'm not expecting to even try for one because I just got a PS5 last week. And it's not, I'm, you know, I don't, I was like, I don't think the demand is going to be there. It was literally my, my words. And like, I was getting ready to go to work and everyone was like, dude, it's on sale. Go for it. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to pass on this one. And they kept on texting me saying it's in the cart. It's just not checking out. I can't get through whatever. And I was like, you know what? I had good luck with the PS5. Let me try my look at the Xbox and I was not looking at the Xbox Series X because if you guys have seen that console, it is gigantic. Um, <laughs> a, it looks it's like a, it's a literal shoebox, dude. Like a it's, si- it's, like your size twelve Nike shoebox, dude. It's two shoeboxes taped together, like <laughs> with the with the cardboard still on the inside. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, no, I'm not interested in that. And pretty much when I went to got the PS5, I was like. I'm going to get the uh, digital version anyways because, as, as we discussed, I, I've kind of moved away from um, owning physical copies of a lot of things. So I was like, just for fun, I'm going to see if I can get an Xbox Series S, which is the smaller one. Um, not quite 4K, but still super ultra HD. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to really try. And I hit add to cart, and it added it to my cart. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, if I, I was like, but all my friends had said that they had their, the Xbox in their cart. They just weren't able to check out. Um, my genius self happens to be a super Best Buy Rewards VIP <laughs> because, yeah, um, it's ridiculous. So obviously all my information is ready and I hit, <laughs> I hit checkout and it was like, your order has been placed. I was like, oh, uh oh, I think I made a mistake. I was like, I think I've made a mistake. And then I was like, I was like, no, you know what? With Best Buy, sometimes they don't charge you until they ship it. And then the next day, I was like, why am I missing three hundred thirty-five dollars? Then I was like, oh no, I got it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, it was literally. It was like, like I was telling you know. That's that was the the mindset that I actually went into when I was like, I did not exp- like with the PS Five. I went into it being like, okay, if I get it, I get it, cool, and I got it like no hassles whatsoever. And then with this one, I just I was like not even interested in buying it at all. And then I you know checked out and I was like, ah oh, crap. So like I texted my my chat where all the dudes are trying to like um resell the stuff. Nobody hit absolutely nothing from a, a group of 10 guys and they were like hey man you want you want to sell it to us and <laughs> the more i thought about it i was like if anything i'm going to sell it to a close friend or anybody for hardly i'm trying i'm not going to really i don't i'm not in this for profit i'm an actual gamer and if this system will give like happiness to either one of my nephews or one of my buddy's kids then i'm all for that more than like you know tripling my profit off this thing because i'm i've never been about buying things to resell them for future things it's either i want them 
or I'm going to give it to somebody that I, you know, wants it more than I do. So that's my story. Um, people have been complaining all over the town. They were like, I can't get an Apple watch six. I can't get an Xbox series, anything. I can't get a PS five. And in three days I got all three of those things. Um, I am a douchebag and a loser, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a flex, man. It's a great flex, dude. <laughs> Nobody, I, I don't think anybody can say that, that that happened. There's like thousands of people right now that are going, man, I wish I had one of those things. Exactly. So that's even the thing is like I have chats with, uh, with other people, like my other fantasy football league, the guys I play Call of Duty with. And obviously the Call of Duty guys last week when I told them I hit for PS5, they were like, dude, that's awesome. But some of those guys play Call of Duty on Xbox and they're like, oh, we're just going to wait for the Xbox. And then they were like, dude, we didn't get it. And I was like, I got it. They're like, you didn't, they're like, you didn't even play Xbox. I was like, I had a 360. I had an Xbox or OG Xbox. I can play, you know, Microsoft stuff. I just really wasn't in the market for it. It just happened. I just, you know, I saw the opportunity. I was like, it never hurts to try, especially if, um, like, I, like these guys know, I've been able to save a lot of money in pandemic because I don't go out. I mean, I never went out anyways, but like I don't go shopping anymore because I don't like, you know, touching stuff. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, I've saved a, a, a decent amount enough of money to like be able to afford stupid decisions like this. And luckily for me, this doesn't affect me. At, it's not going to hurt as bad as it would have maybe a, a few months ago. But um, yeah, just dumb luck. And yeah, just, I just, I just, I literally, I just happened to be that guy. Like we talk about those guys. I happen to be one of the, it's the weirdest thing. I never thought I'd be that guy. I never thought I'd hit for a PS5. I never thought for any Xbox. The watch, I was like, oh, maybe I'll probably get it because it's not going to be super in demand. But apparently the one I have is sold out already. So I think I'm okay with that. So, so um, Harold, when the, the new iPhone comes out, I'm going to ask you to buy it for me. <laughs> Technically, the, the new Xbox, uh, there's a re, no, there's a, there's a restock for PS5. Um, from the day of this recording tomorrow. Um, and people have literally texted me saying, Hey man, can you buy it for me? And I'm, I don't know if it's a scam being like, Oh, I'm not going to pay you back kind of deal. But they think it's because of the luck. Like the people at the gym today were literally like, um, didn't you just say you want to, you got a PS5? I'm like, yeah. And they, the girl, one of the girls was like, didn't you text me that you got an Xbox? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, well, you should have oh. gone for the. I mean, what's hold what's, on? Oh, hello. I think Harold just bought something else. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! What'd you buy now, Harold? I know. Uh, hold on, I, I, I could disconnect it for a second there. Oh. That was me. My Wi-Fi went down. Okay. okay. Just check it. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things though, like uh, I kind of wish Harold that. Now knowing how lucky you are, instead of uh, having gone to uh, buy um, a, 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 a Xbox 360 or a Xbox S, you should have gone uh, gone to like the liquor store to buy like a lottery or something. Got one of those about, uh, Pac-Man stretchers, dude. He talking about these things? <laughs> 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 
Wow. I just, have, have you gone? I just, on, wait, wait, wait. Quick. Have you gone on the sneakers app? Did you get the, the new? No. Dunks? Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't tried yet. I, okay. I probably should because you probably you know, should, my dude. You're, you're kind of on a streak, man. <laughs> you're hot, <laughs> <hat>, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving forward today, um, like I said, uh, today's main topic is uh, something that we kind of touched upon before. Uh, we tried, I, I, I remember trying. But I don't think we were that successful, so we kind of like just scrapped the idea. But today, um, you know, Harold, Harold Lewis came up to us a, a couple of days ago and came up with this. Um, you know, it's almost like a Jerry Maguire esque, like um, you know, uh, like a list of things that um, you know, like a proposal. And um, you know, I, I told Lewis, "Show me the money," and then now we're here. <laughs> uh, wait, Jerry Maguire is in the time travel movie, is it? Yes, it was. <laughs> I'll take a second. Um, yeah, that's the one we to, to a better time, right? <laughs> no, but uh, today we're going to be talking about time travel. And Lush, um, I, I'm, we're going to uh, throw it at you or to you, uh, whatever the, uh, the <laughs> throw name. it at you. <laughs> <laughs> to Thanks. you, I don't know. I think I think Dennis whatever. has been watching. Uh, I think you've been listening to WAP too many times, dude. You don't throw it at me anymore, please. <laughs> whatever, look, whatever the, the industry people say, that's what I'm doing to you. Whatever the kids do nowadays, dang it. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's, uh, well, let's talk time travel. I was actually kind of inspired uh, by uh, recently on TV. I mean, Harold almost always brings up Back to the Future almost every other podcast. Um, ironically, every time on time. Um, but the other day I was watching um, Edge of Tomorrow, like a, a, a really fun Tom Cruise. And I think, yeah, I think Jerry Maguire was the one where Tom Cruise dies over and over again. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one. one. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, um, and, 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 and he turns into Cuba Gooding. He was trying to save the. Uh, he started to say the kid that can see uh, that can see um, dead people, right? Right. Yes, and Cuba Gooding was there on a on a cruise with uh, with people with, with snow dogs, apparently. Gotcha. Okay. And Horatio Sands. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of Harold's favorite movies. <laughs> Horatio Sands. <laughs> Horatio um, Sands is a movie, damn it. Yes, he's, he is his own genre. <laughs> that, that's that's going to be another uh, topic for another episode. No, he's not his genre. Horatio Sands? Yeah, he's a, he's a, what do you call this? Um, damn it. Uh, he's a, what, I can't think of the, he's a font. There you go. That's the joke. Oh, <laughs> He's a font, a damn. He's not Times New Roman. He's Horatio Sands. He's Horatio Sands. <laughs> I believe yeah, that's his, his brother comic. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh, man. That's where uh, Dennis is going, by the way. Yes, I, I got that. <laughs> I hope the listeners did too. Hope you appreciated that joke, guys. <laughs> Uh, where, where was I? Oh, so yeah, we're, we're, uh, let's talk time travel. So let's just uh, let, let's jump into it. Um, like my first question, more or less, is like, what do you guys think the appeal is of like the time travel genre in general? Like, I know there's tons of movies, tons of successful movies. Like, why do they keep cranking it out? And and or or, or why is it such a fun little sci-fi trope that people or movie ma- uh, makers keep coming back to? Um, I'll, I'll I'll start this one at least. For me, um, I don't know about you, but I, I every so often, at, uh, even now, especially when I was younger, I used to like daydream all the time, and I was kind of like, you know, imagine if this happened, and then this would happen, this would happen, and um, you know, and after a couple of minutes of thinking, I, I'd be like a millionaire, married to like you know um, a billionaire, uh, living on an <laughs> island like that. Um, but then, of course, you go back to it, and you're like, oh well, I'm back to my normal life. And I think that's kind of what time travel the time travel is. 
you know, it's, um, you know, Harold, Harold always talks about Back to the Future. It's, uh, you know, losers like, uh, like Marty McFly, who's it, because of time travel, because of the hijinks involved, is able to change his life for the better. And not every single one of them, but at least some, a, a good portion of the ones that at least I like. Um, that's that's what it is. It's a time travel that allows us to 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 fix what's wrong with our lives. Um, you know, uh, eventually, thanks to it. That, at least that's the reason why I like time travel so much. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the 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 what I was gonna go for is like time travel. In a sense, is kind of like this weird uh, like wish fulfillment genre. Like it's a lot more fun than just the your typical like genie or, or kind of, you know, three wishes kind of thing. Cause like, you know, time travel, there's appeal of like, there's a little bit of sci-fi in it, but yeah, it, it, at the, at the gist of it, like a lot of the really good or fun, at least time travel movies, it has to do with somebody going back in the past and fixing something. So it's like, you're, you're wishing to fix something that, or, you know, the characters wishing to fix something in their present day by going and maybe thinking maybe there's something in the past that I could have done differently or maybe something I should have seen or heard or, or been part of to, to make my life different or wish fulfillment on the other side. Like when, they tra- when, when we talk about, you know, travel to the future, you think that, oh, the future is almost always supposed to be better, hypothetically. Um, I think that's what makes like Terminator, the Terminator series, a little bit uh, you know different from or or stand out is that you know this is the one time where the future is actually not such a good place to travel to, or maybe it's not a, it's not exactly the best place to go to. So you know they're trying to change the past, and ironically, our you know our present is their past. So that's what makes it kind of fun. So that's that's how that's why I think the appeal of it is is like it's wish fulfillment for a lot of people. I, I for me the appeal has always been about alternate reality. kind of where it's yeah a lot of like the ideas of course for me is always going to stem from back to the future and i told us that my discussion with this will be brief because i do bring it up every damn time (laughs) um but the simple fact of me seeing back to the future as a kid was like okay his life could have been this way but it ended up being different because he went back and changed things now, when you think about that, he changed things for the better, but at the same time, what if he had made things worse? Like that possibility had always stuck into my mind where it was like, what if he had never succeeded in his mission and made things worse? Um, like the whole, you know, time paradox thing where, or the butterfly effect, which is a movie of, about time travel that was terrible. Um, so where you have, you know, single, singular effects in the past or changed past, that um, uh, potentially didn't have to happen or didn't happen in the original version have now happened and now they change everything. So it's that one episode of The Simpsons where every time Homer, you know, <laughs> pops some toast, a different outcome comes out. So like things like that, that movie and like having uh, those kinds of things and then, you know, uh, we'll talk about this later, but other movies where the plot lines have been similar but you know everybody changes something a little bit different in order for them to appease kind of what the audience is looking for so um a lot of the time travel movies have been make our lives better but i've always found it more interesting when it's like make my lives different i dig that i mean uh, i mean obviously back to the future too kind of dug into that that was like the big plot of like marty messed up and obviously all that stuff we end up in Oh, God, are we in the worst timeline? Yes, we are. (laughs) 
he's Biff Tannen is uh, <laughs> he's made it past the casinos and he's uh he's in a, he, he's the president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> he's on uh, one thousand. Pens- he's on Pennsylvania Way right now. Um, Sixteen hundred Pennsylvania. <laughs> right, exactly. So um, so, so let's get into it, dude. So um. Obviously, we've watched a lot of movies, read a lot of books, played a lot of games that have to do with time, time travel and stuff. So let's let's get into it. Let's um, if it's cool with you guys, just share like maybe two or three of our favorite time travel things. Because I thought about it after thinking about, it, there's actually some fun video games that I, I thought about that like kind of fall into it. So I, I can't really even say just movies. Um, and here's my challenge: like, tell me what or let's share what was good about it. But if you can. Like, I think that's what Dennis wanted to do the last time was kind of nitpick or not nitpick, but like kind of poke holes into the plot or the, the, the problems with with time travel. So, yeah, let's let's kind of get into that. Um, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to start um, one of my. Un- oh, actually, and, and Harold brought it up too during the chat. But for the sake of this, uh, this, this pod, um, we're going to avoid Back to the Future, even though we talked about it so much. But we're going to avoid Back to the Future because I think everybody in the, and they're literally their moms has seen it. And for my sake and, and, and uh, Harold's sake, we're also not going to talk about Terminator either because I think that's been done to death. And to, uh, in my case, you know, the uh, Terminator franchise has been uh, nitpicked by better writers and better thinkers. So I'm not going to involve those. Um, so for me, one of my favorite um, time travel movies, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's a movie called Frequency. So it was a movie back, I think it was in the late 90s or early 2000s. Jim Caviezel? Yeah, Jim Caviezel and, and uh, Randy Quaid. So here's the weird thing about this movie, but like w- what I really liked about it, it wasn't your typical time travel movie where the heroes travel to the past and fix anything. And it, um, the, the gimmick of this one was that uh, an adult Jim Caviezel was a, uh, finds like a ham radio that was able to communicate to his dad 30 years or 20 years in the past. So that was like off the bat, like I thought it was a really great, sweet little like, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? A tool that they used to make it basically, it, it was a feel good story because, you know, uh, it, the, we find out throughout the, the course of the story that uh, his dad was a firefighter, dies in a horrible like accident. Um, he has some, you know, uh, issues that with his um, dad that he wasn't able to quite fix that. And not to mention his own mom was actually murdered. Um, his mom was a nurse and was murdered at a hospital. And so it was a, it was basically a race for time because thankfully, I guess the time period that he was able to speak to his dad was just a few months before um, his mom was supposed to die. So they worked together, you know, leaving, uh, you know, dad, Randy Quaid in the past would leave little, you know, a- a evidence for Jim Caviezel in the future to find and using modern technology to find out who it was, narrow down who the suspects could be and, you know, hopefully save everybody. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's, uh, I think it might have been a Disney movie because it had a super great fun, uh, you know, nice a happy ending in a bow tie because everybody, you know, dad survives his accident, uh, mom survives being uh, murdered, and Jim Caviezel's character um, is still the same. Um, I love it. Like I said, my only, my biggest thing, though, is, like, what you guys have talked about already that, um, you know, or what Harold mentioned about, like, um, alternate realities is that, so in the movie, every time they do something, so in, in the big climactic ending, like, uh, Randy Quaid shoots the bad guy in the hand in the past and at the same time for whatever reason of course the bad guy in the present finds Jim Caviezel at their home and just in a, in a nick of time 
like at the same time that uh, Randy Quaid's Randy Quaid shoots off the, the guy's hand in the past, the guy's hand disappears in the present. So in my head, I was like, wait, if he did it in the past, wouldn't he have already gone without his hand in there? Or what came first? And long story short, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it, but I still love the movie. Highly recommend it if you, if you, if you guys want to see a I, wonderful movie. I'm not, I'm not looking it up real quick, but I just want to remember, is it Randy Quaid or is it Dennis Quaid? Damn it, I don't remember. <laughs> one of the Quaids. <laughs> Because I don't which remember one, Randy Quaid doing it serious plays. And now I have to look oh, you're it up. Right. It, it was Dennis Quaid, sorry. <laughs> Randy Quaid was the one who uh, went up yours to the aliens and then went to yes. Canada to go crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. My bad. It was Dennis Quaid. <laughs> so, <laughs> the whole time I'm, like, I'm picturing Randy Quaid doing it. And I'm like. <laughs> nope. Not, in, not in this world. My bad. Nope. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. The uh, the. The wrong brother. My bad. <laughs> that, that's an interesting pool. I, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think I've ever watched that one, so I, I really can't comment on it. Um, but I'll jump in on my next one. Um, it's funny that you said that. Um, you know uh, that we were trying to nitpick it, but I think I've, there's one example of, uh, of of time travel that I to this day I can't nitpick. I think it's the perfect example of, of time travel uh, used in like any genre. And um, I'm almost positive, Lewis, you never watched it because you don't have patience to play um, certain video games. Um, I think Harold most likely have played it. But um, have you guys ever played the game Chrono Trigger? Oh, dude, God damn it. Dude. Nope, I have not. That is, uh, that is you, RPG, are you so serious? I have not played are you that. Serious? No, I'm serious, dude. I, I think that I missed that. I mean, I didn't have the PlayStation, the, the first PlayStation, so I didn't have that. Uh, it was a Super Nintendo game. Right? Super oh, Nintendo. never mind then. No. Um, so <laughs> so yeah. I, the, the reason why I almost posited that it wasn't because it's an RPG game. Um, and, you know, I know that's not really your cup of tea. But, Lewis, this, and, and Harold, you can back me up on this. But this is the perfect example of how the writers kind of like um, from the very get go. Like from the get-go, the the storyline is already time travel. Um, you know, you have the 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 hero, and then you have the um, the 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 hero, heroine, and there's already hints throughout the the first part of the 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 game. There's hints that um, that this person is that the princess is like linked somehow, and then she's sucked back in time, and um, you know, and then all of a sudden now it turns out that she looks exactly like the princess from like. 10,000 years, or I forget how many thousand years ago. And the whole game, Lewis, is you jumping back and forth between, like, different, like, time periods. So you, you go to the future. You go to the, 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 prehistoric, um, the prehistoric times. You go to, like, um, like the, the nights and, uh, you know, the night's time. And just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And what's cool about it is that um, it's one of the first times that I ever uh, played a game that had a new game plus feature. And what was cool about this game is that once you get the new pl game plus feature, you could actually, uh, you have every, you have all your powers. So you could finish the game at any point in the game, but depending on um, just how much, how meticulously you want to finish this, it turns out that every single character is somehow related 
um, in somehow. And it's impossible for me to explain it without going through everything. But there's one scene in particular where um, the, this, this um, one of the main characters, Luca, um, and she had a tragic, uh, she had a tragic um, event happen in her past. And through um, the game, it turns out that you're able to do something about it and, and, and bring about a happy ending. And so this game, I think I played it a couple dozen times, played through it a couple dozen times, just because I could go through and, and, and like go, go finish the game in different places. And there's like a perfect game setting where as long as you're able to save everybody, as long as every, you're able to do all the time travel um, quests, um, something amazing is going to happen. So that's my first option. And Harold, I don't know if you want to add anything to it. Um, the game is awesome. <laughs> That's all I can know. Um, I, this is so stupid. Uh, I remember when the, the Super NES Classic came out, I was disappointed that Chrono Trigger wasn't one of the games. Uh-huh. Because it had Final Fantasy 3, Final Fantasy 6, technically. Um, it had uh, Secret of Mana, and it had uh, a Super Mario RPG, which is three of the best RPGs on the Super Nintendo. The one that's pretty much better than all of those is Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. So, like, anyways, but I, I, I still got it on my Super Nintendo Classic because I, you know. Um, but, yeah, dude, that's, that's, you know how Lewis always says, great pull? That's a great pull. Because <laughs> I literally, when Dennis started talking about it, I had all these mean flashbacks of me playing the game being like, Oh, and I had no idea. Like the first time I finished it and I saw the ending, I was like, oh, cool. And then when I played it again, I was like, that's not the ending I remember. And that was the first time because there was no internet, obviously. Well, there was internet, but it was, you know, the original internet. Um, And that was the first time I had heard that there was such things as multiple, uh, you know, multiple endings. Like it was the ending of Clue where depending on all the things that you had done up until the very end of the game, or if you kept, like, like then I said, if you kept playing the game, then you would have a different ending than what was originally planned. So, you know, kudos for bringing that up then. Still a classic, you know, we should let Lou play it one of these days. If it ever comes to the, uh, I was to about- the, uh, good. Yeah. I was going to say, dude, you guys were talking, I've been looking it up, like where can I play this? It's unfortunately still not on the, uh, I have the subscription to Nintendo uh, Online or the Switch Online. Uh, it's so it's not on their uh, SNES um, library yet. So I guess yeah. you, there's a thing called Steam that I can play yeah for it on. P- you can play it on PC. I mm. think there's an updated version and there might be a PC version. But dude, yeah, that game is mad addicting. I, I don't know if you have the patience for it because it's I don't not know if you grab. Dude. I'm, so, I'm serious. It's yeah. not a platformer. I mean, it's not a. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, that's why me and Dan have that weird diversity in gaming thing where it's like we can we, we're pleased with like instantaneous satisfaction in video games and at the same time the long haul. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I can't wait for seventy-five hours from now when I finally <laughs> find out what happens. Where's <laughs> like. I, I've been grinding the same level just to try to make sure that uh, that my, my, my guy is uh, uh, strong enough to fight the next boss. Exactly. Like I, like I was saying, remember before, when I played Final Fantasy 3 a couple of years ago, 
I farmed for days just to get my characters OP. So like as soon as I fought, you know, everybody at the ending, it, was, it wasn't even fair anymore. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, if ever you guys have the chance, you know, listeners besides Lewis here, uh, give Corona Trigger a chance because that's probably one of the best. Um, I'm going to, for me, I know this is like low hanging fruit, but for me, the perfect example of what I believe time travel movies should be is uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's, it was, it, it, yeah, it was something from my, from our youth and it's an, uh, an easy trope. But if you really think about the consequences of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, there was none. They were always going to, they were always going to succeed, right? But at the same time, nothing that they did besides taking princesses from, you know, the medieval times, but they brought everybody back and they brought everybody back and yeah, they learned a few new skills, but none of those skills besides, you know, Joan of Arc learning aerobics and everything. Um, like none of those new skills were ever going to change exactly who those people were in the past. Um, or as far as we know, because um, every person that they brought and every person that they took, all, all historical figures, yes, they got to experience Sandemus in 1987, 1988, but uh, all of their actions in the current, in the present time never affected anybody. All they were were just showpieces for a show. They, they got to be uh, part of a talent show, uh, part of a presentation, and that was it. They had no... Uh, um, responsibilities whatsoever besides doing that and then going back home and if that was the ending of the movie then you know um we were led to believe that you know bill and ted were led uh were destined for excellence but as we find out in the two sequels it's not so much but at the same time in face the music bill and ted face the music it seems the same way where it's like uh Time travel has, I mean, that's the opposite. That's why I was telling these guys before, you know, I'm going to discuss this just a little bit. Like if it, it's a, that's the fun movie. It's a great continuation, but it ru- kind of ruins the mystique about like um, the original being no stakes, little to no stakes as in it, they, yes, they ended up, you know, becoming these girl worldwide rock stars, but nothing ever, that's all they were. They were just going to be rock stars. Right. Um, and in part two, that's what it was supposed to be. And then in part three, you find out, oh, they're not rock stars. And that's literally the whole thing. It was like, you know, we did all this to become rock stars and it never happens. And then that's for me when like, when everything goes crazy in part three, it kind of ruins uh, the aesthetic of the original. Because for me, the original, like I said, um, having to go pick up different people just for a presentation, for nothing more than that, nothing... There, they, they, there technically could have been a lot of butterfly effect moments there. You know, like Billy the Kid maybe should have been shot when he was gambling and got caught cheating and whatnot. Or Socrates could have, so- you know. <laughs> I was going to say, did they pull Socrates out at the wrong time? <laughs> he could have been less of a pedophile. Who knows, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that for me, like original Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the perfect time travel movie in terms of just like traveling through time. Um, yeah, I, oh, go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say, like, I, I dig that choice, like, just because, like, that was that's like, it, it, in a sense, like, that's the perfect, like, 
yeah, like yeah, what I said earlier about like how time travel is supposed to be like wish fulfillment. Like this, that that movie was like a perfect wish fulfillment of like if you could do anything and have no repercussions, kind of fun movie. Like that was it. Like so, I love Bill and I, I love this this choice too. Go go ahead. Dan. Um, real quick for uh, face the music, I, I kind of agree, Harold. Um, I actually liked the movie. Um, I thought it was a it was a pretty good movie. Um, but in terms of the time travel, I, I have to I have to agree with you. It it wasn't as um as solid. It wasn't as um as um, thought out as the first two. There's one um of time travel trope that they do in both of the the first two movies that I don't know, and maybe you guys can help me out here. I don't know if they, um, anybody else has tried it, but the one, the, the one trope that Bill and Ted does is the whole realizing that it's time travel, that they can go forward and they can go forward in time and plan something so that, you know, like, oh, okay. Remember there was that scene where like, uh, we have to remember that we're going to put keys over here. Yeah, um, and 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 um, or we're gonna drop a trash can on my dad's head. Exactly. So th- those things, like I remember watching that. It was it was great. And then they did that. Um, they doubled down on um, in uh, the bogus adventure, where at the very end, where we think that um, the the boys finally win, and the uh, the bad guy goes, uh, "You think you're the only one who can play that game?" And then they're like, "Oh crap, no! He's not, now he's in control." And then they do, they double down once again. It's like yeah. only the person that actually wins actually exactly. gets to win. Like, God damn it, that's amazing <laughs> writing. And see, they, if I wish they had continued that kind of uh, that that um, aspect of the time travel in the in face the music. I know, Lou, you haven't seen the movie yet, but <clears throat> a lot of it is them just traveling to to visit themselves, which is not as fun. I mean, it's cool because you get to see different versions of them, but like the fun thing, obviously the fun thing in the first one was that they went to different eras and picked up different characters from eras. And then the fun part of part two is that they were actually in hell. And then, you know what their version of hell was. And this one it's, I mean, I like it. It was fun, but, uh, and I, I like the, the idea of just visiting them, but it was literally just like, let's, Go like why not just go way into the future and find out where they could have succeeded instead of just like going incrementally in time, which is kind of what they do. And uh, the other thing I didn't like about the movie was there's a lot of kid cuddy, <laughs> like way too much kid. Like kid cuddy was the third main character in that movie. Well, no, technically the girls were the third. Yeah, character. The girl, oh, the, yeah, the girl, but then kid cuddy was you know. Uh, so the fourth. He, was four a. <laughs> he's like, he, he's, he had more uh, screen time than Kristen Shaw did, and she's, you know, a B plus list actress. I don't know. <laughs> she's got a funny voice. Uh, all right, fine. Um, what do you call it? So for for my next choice, um, it's actually this is actually a movie that Dennis has recommended, but it was actually something that I've been meaning to watch. I guess. Uh, I was kind of a little soured after a the second movie, but um, here's a little. You know, I, I want to talk about Men in Black Three. Um, yeah, Dennis, or actually, yeah, obviously, I haven't seen this third Bill and Ted movie, but you know, Harold premised that this kind of retroactively changed things from the first uh, few movies, and um, so yeah, this is what uh, you know, uh, what do you call this? 
uh, Men in Black 3 kind of did for the franchise. If you haven't seen it, if you're listening, actually, we'll probably put spoiler warnings at, at the top of uh, all these things because there's many spoilers. But um, in, in this version uh, or in this iteration of Men in Black, uh, somebody in the past um, kills Tommy Lee Jones' character. So, you know, Will Smith, uh, J, Agent J, finds a MacGuffin that sends him back in time um, to, to, you know, fix the timeline and obviously make sure that um, Agent K survives and the world, uh, the world net stays up and protects us from aliens and all that good jazz. But, you know, the, the big, the big um, uh, you know, uh, climactic twist or, or, or turn uh, we find out is that we find out um, in the past, um, you know, Josh... Brolin plays a, a much younger Tommy Lee Jones, which like I, I wish they gave out like nerdy awards for acting because I don't know about you guys, but Josh Brolin like channeling his like Tommy Lee Jones was like chef's kiss acting because like, yeah, it, it was great like how sour he was. And that was like, there was a great line of uh, when Will Smith asks him like, how old are you? And Josh Brolin says he's 30. It's like Jesus, that's rough, and it, you know it, it's it's hilarious. But anyway, so the, the big plot or the big twist at the end was that we find out that Agent K has actually been taking care or watching Jay ever since he was a kid. His, you know, Jay's dad, uh, a military um, uh, general or, or big whatnot, uh, unfortunately is killed in the line of action trying to defend um, Agent K from uh, from these from an alien. Um, and, you know, he saves him in, in, a, in a move of appreciation. A young Agent K takes care of, like, a, a basically an adolescent Agent J. So, you know, it, it retroactively kind of makes the first two movies, or at least the first movie, um, you know, not necessarily, not their first meeting. So it was a weird, you know, head scratcher at the time if you take a step back and look at the movies all over again. But, you know, it was one of uh, uh, a really fun, really great, uh, well-made um, what do you call it? Movie about time travel and how, yeah, just like the, you know, the, the men in black movies are just a lot of fun with animatronics and the, and the, and the different kinds of ways that they show off their aliens. And this is definitely one of those, like the, the, the producers and the, and the makeup artists and all those folks just really flexed on us on that one. So I really recommend you watching it. I still haven't seen the fourth, Men in Black movie, from what I understand, maybe skip it. But yeah, definitely, if you have the time, Men in Black 3, definitely worth, uh, worth watching. Um, I actually enjoy the fourth one. Um, it's not as good as others. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't call it a, um, um, you know, a brand new like, um, entry to it, but it's, it, it was pretty fun. I agree with you, though, Lou. Um, it, it was a good one. The, the one thing, though, that I've al- I always wondered is that um, is... Um, I the the time travel something happened that, like that that can't be the original version of the um the 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 the, the present because um you know the, and the only reason why I say that is at the very end um you see Agent K actually like coming to like modern music you know and he's actually so clearly there's like a, there there was a change in what happened so um, whether or not that's, I mean, so, so that was the confusing thing for me. Was that, did it originally happen that way? Because Jay always had that, that watch. And if that's the case, then why did K, why was K always grumpy until the day that he gets, that the Jay gets back from, from the thing. And that's all of a sudden now he's like in a better mood compared to, uh, compared to before. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of, that, that's what confused me about that movie. Overall, I loved it, but except for that one minor um, glitch for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually, yeah, now that they bring it up, I'm not sure if they did retroactively or retcon the past, but yeah, either way, it's a fun movie don't, uh, if you don't think about it too much. So definitely recommend it. <laughs> H, uh, any comments on that or do I move forward? Uh, it was it was cool. It was a movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it in nine years. It came out like 2011, right? Yeah, it keeps on popping up on, 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 on cable, though, for some reason. Uh, yeah, I don't got time for... If I'm going to watch another time travel movie, you know what movie I'm going to watch. <laughs> True. Um, my next pick, um, since uh, we're, um, I started out with the, the video game, I think I'm going to go comic book. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, comic book, um, uh, uh, great examples of comic book, um, like time travel. Um, but the one that I'm going to talk about, just because I'm, I always, Harold always has, um, you know, um, Back to the Future. Lewis always has um, Terminator. I always have my Flash, you know. Um, and there's one, one, um, uh, I, I wouldn't call it a special, but one, you, you know, that there's always those like in between, um, like major arcs. There's always that one standalone where it's just kind of like nice to see. The, the main character like having fun or something like that. Um, and so The Flash, there was one um, uh, comic in particular. I, 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 unfortunately, I forgot to check what number, what, um, what number it is. But it's, the, it's a Wally West episode or um, um, issue. And in the, um, in the, the whole thing, um, Wally West um, remembers one, um, like an event in the past where um, there was an important moment in his life where he, when he was younger um, and things were bleak, and there was somebody that goes up to him um, during like a um, a family get together, and this this person that he thinks was like related to him or something like that um, talked to him and gave him like great advice, and that advice actually let uh, allowed him to be able to grow into the person that he was, and so uh, Wally West um, because um, like got caught in this like um, uh, time travel loop um, because he's the Flash. And um, he accidentally arrives at um, in the in, in the past, and he re- realizes he remembers. Oh crap! This is the day where the the stranger comes talk to me and gives me advice that changes my life. I finally get to see who it is. So you, he gets to see he gets to interact with everybody. Everybody like he sees his dad. His dad thinks he's like a a cousin that they haven't seen in a while or something like that. And so um, he finally he goes and he tries to peek in. Um, in um, in in his his future uh, uh, um, past self's room, um, trying to figure out who it is, and he realized there's nobody there, and he's like, "Wait a minute, where's that person? The person's supposed to show up right now." Um, and then he realized, "Oh crap, it's me!" And so he goes in, sits down with his 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 uh, uh, past self, and he has the conversation that changes his life, and it and the cycle go continues. The the cycle goes on. And so, at, at least uh, uh, for me, I remember reading that. Like, dude, a little problematic because you know, kind of like the chicken and the egg situation. Something should have, something happened originally that <laughs> led into that. But what was that? But still, it was a cool idea. It was a cool concept that you're the one that because you know the the, the crap that you're gonna go through in the future. The fact that you can go to the past and kind of give yourself a little bit of a pep talk. 
so that you can do better in life. Um, I, I thought that was a great, a great um, issue for The Flash. That's awesome, dude, because it, it kind of reminds me of like, I, I don't know if it's still canon or if it's just made it more convoluted, but I think wasn't there like a, a weird comic that explained that Barry Allen, and I know, I know your, your story was Wally West related, but uh, that Barry Allen was his own lightning or he caused his own accident to become the Flash. That's so, right. I guess I guess it's just the thing that the flash. It's still likes. funny to me. Like you run into yourself and you give yourself powers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna throw this lightning at you, fool. Like, <laughs> You'll oh, find I'm me later. Oh man, I'm better. <laughs> You'll find me later. Oh God, it hurts. <laughs> Why? But oh yeah, I do love a good flash time travel movie or uh, story, and obviously the what do you call it the. That's what kind of kills me about the the Flash uh, television show. I, I know I've fallen off in the last few seasons, but you know a lot of the early ones did have a little bit of time travel to it. But you know a, a lot of those Barry Allen story felt very like, you know, not to get all comic book geek, but it felt like th- these are Wally West stories. But you know you're telling them with a Barry Allen name on it, but eh, it, it's fine. But it's, I, I got to look that up though. This sounds like a really good issue though. Then I have the um, graphic novel. The trade. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Harold, um, I don't know if this is cheating, but it's kind of, it's kind of like. Are you gonna say Back to the Future? No, <laughs> no, you're not cheating. Go for it. Okay. Um, so I don't know where Lewis is at. Did you ever finish Community? No, I'm still uh, towards the end of the first season, so I'm not oh, finished yet. I know okay. I'm behind on that one, dude. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so I'm just gonna briefly talk about this thing real quick. Then um, there. Community is obviously a sort of reality-based TV show about pop culture in a community college. But there's one particular episode that people really love or they really don't like. Uh, the episode is called Remedial Chaos Theory. The reason, I don't know, it's kind of time travel but at the same time it's alternate realities or alternate timelines, which I think is almost as, is like a, a, an offshoot of time travel where... Um, the the gist of the story is uh, the main character, Jeff Winger, has a six-sided dice, and he says, depending on what number it lands on, that person is going to have to go downstairs and uh, um, receive or open the door for the pizza delivery guy. And so I think we discussed this before, but it's fun because, uh, you know, every time he rolls a dice, a different story happens. So you're seeing six different versions cool. of what possibly could have happened uh, in for one situation. And then the obvious thing being at the end is uh, they realize right when he's about to throw it for the last time that there's seven of them. And uh, he's never going to uh, be the person to get the pizza because there's only six sides and a dice. <laughs> so he was ne- he was never going to be the guy to go downstairs. So his story would never change. But it's funny because literally, depending, it, it, it's sort of time traveling in that depending on who is present in the room or who is not present in the room cha- dictates the different stories. So it's all about um, uh, situations changing based on character interaction, which is what the whole. Uh, storyline of the show is is just you know characters interacting with each other but you know how in 
TV tropes, you just have clusters of friends who technically hang out together. And then you have people who are like, oh, I know we're in the same group, but I've never, you know, spent one-on-one time with this, this person. It's kind of like that. So with this particular episode, 22 minutes, by the way, you get six different, seven different stories. And then they have the running joke about at the very end, there's one storyline where everything goes to hell. And at the very end, uh, Abed uh, says, um, this is the darkest timeline, which is why a lot of people when 2020 started (laughs) or when everything started happening, they're like, this is the darkest timeline. So (laughs) that's why when I say darkest timeline, that's where I started going with um, time travel in between, like, because there was six, there was technically seven different versions for that way to divert for that story to divert. And you get to see every different version. of So one of my favorites. That sounds cool, dude. Um, and it's, that's, that's, I like that it's like something as mundane as getting the pizza from there. I, I'm looking forward to getting to that part of the move or to, to, to the show. I think it's late season, maybe season three. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're telling me like by the by the end of the second season they they go nuts because right? like right now it's it's a it's a good show. It, like first season, it's it's good. It is it does feel like a very like not yeah. Typical like uh, sitcom for now, but I, from what from what I understand or from what I'm reading, it, it goes bonkers in like the next few seasons. Yeah, when um, they start embracing like the ridiculousness of being, uh, being community college students at different uh, stages of their life, that's when the show gets awesome. Nice, dude. Nice. Uh, okay, so for, uh, I guess we I don't, I don't know then, but I, I think we we have time for like one more round and maybe like an honorable mentions. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, or, or for my last one, I guess I'm going to cheat a little bit and kind of put, uh, well, a couple things or two movies and a, a Netflix show in kind of the same uh, lump because they kind of pull off the same thing, but they, they do it differently. Um, so earlier I talked about um, Edge of Tomorrow, um, but I also kind of wanted to give a, a little shout out to Happy Death Day. It's like a little, not a little, but it's a, it's a comedy horror from Blumhouse, like they're kind of the big thing about with horror lately, and uh, and a show on Netflix called uh, Russian Doll. So the the gimmick is it's a different kind of time travel show where um, you base you, you you it's got it's kind of got the, um, the the Groundhog Day premise of you're repeating the same day over and over, but the only difference is they their days only repeat once the main character dies. So um, if you haven't seen uh, any of them, so Edge of Tomorrow, that's Tom Cruise's sci-fi uh, uh, movie. So that one's set in the, like, the near future where we're fighting aliens, and he has to come up with a way to basically beat these aliens by dying uh, over a couple hundred times, I think, just to, to figure out how to find them. Uh, in Happy Death Day, I can't remember, a tree is the character's name, um, it is killed on her birthday, but every time she kills, she comes back to the same, waking up in the same dorm room um, not knowing what happened to her the day before. And every day she has to basically figure out how she dies or who is trying to kill her. Um, Russian Doll, same concept. Uh, unfortunately, it did not kind of, it didn't get its hook sunk into me, so I'm not quite sure what the, the rest of that movie is about but, or the show is about. But two episodes in, I guess, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, she was from American Pie. Leon. Thank you very much. Uh, American Leon. Pie. Yeah, <laughs> best known for being the uh, stoner Hesher girl in American Pie. Um, she dies, and she repeats the same day, and she wakes up every time in her apartment 
uh, high and drunk, and she, I, I guess she tries to find herself after that. But um, so yeah, it's a fun like kind of twist on the whole time travel thing, where you know what would you do if you had to repeat the same day over and over and over again? Um, you know, it, I think there's also a movie on Hulu called. Uh, Palm Desert with Adam Palm Springs. Adam Sandler. Palm Springs. Sorry, with Andy uh, Samberg, Andy Samberg and uh, the mom from How I Met Your Mother. Um, poor girl. I, I, I'm sure she's a great actress, but I can never. Kristen I, Kristen Milioti. I don't know why I know these things, man. <laughs> Dude, you, sometimes I hate myself for this. But anyway. <laughs> Or, or better, maybe I should just be better prepared for the next time. But yeah, so those, yeah, I guess it's the same premise where, um, you know, uh, Andy Samberg is stuck in this day loop, um, and and just by proximity, she he unfortunately sucks in Christina Milioni into his uh, atmosphere, and she ends up repeating the day over and over again. So yeah, it's it's an interesting twist on the whole time travel thing. Like instead of going to the past or going to the future, what if you had to do this, this the same day or do the same uh, you know, window of time over and over again. What would you do? You know, obviously in Groundhog Day, uh, um, you know, his character made uh, at first he was suicidal, uh, and then he looked into improving himself. Then he got into getting with a girl. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I haven't seen that in so long. I don't even remember how he broke the loop. But um, well, how did he do it? He doesn't. He does. He, he doesn't. No. Oh, he, he just doesn't kill himself, right? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or it doesn't. Oh, listen. you know. Uh, you know what happens is he ends up uh, busting ghosts. I hate you. Great. <laughs> and then he ends up in a mansion twenty years later, just just to be killed by not Andy Samberg. <laughs> and then it turns out that his brother is a uh, Mario. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, the, the, uh, it, it, it's kind of a cheat to lump those in, but like just a fun time travel trope. Uh, so yeah, those 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 guys. Um, I, 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 I can't believe you lumped all three of those together because that's, uh, that's like an episode in itself. I and, know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, just the idea of it is, is, uh, is great. But um, I don't know, like uh, Groundhog Day is still going to be the, the best just because it was the original, at least, yeah. at least from what we know. But um, it's, it's Edge of Tomorrow is still... Like um, to this day, like when I first watched it, still boggled my mind at how well crafted it was, you know. Um, and so, a uh, great pull. I, I like those. I'm just kind of upset with you that you just, you know, took out like all three in, in one. Like, in a, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, I had two really uh, two examples that I really loved. Um, I'm gonna go with an example that um, uh, that I thought was a cool idea. But just one moment in the movie just ruined the whole thing for me. Um, and the movie is Star Trek, the one with... Um, oh, man. I knew you were going to go with that. With what's his name? Uh, 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 Leonard Nimoy? Uh, no, not Leonard Nimoy. Or, well, Chris Leonard Pine. Nimoy isn't there, but it's the one with Chris Pine um, as... Uh, Zachary Quinto. As, as, as Zachary Quinto. Um, and so... You know, if, if um, you know me, I'm I, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I, I'm uh, just like Lewis. Um, is a huge apologist for Doctor Who. I'm a big <laughs> apologist for Star Trek. I will always say good things about it. But I was so excited to watch it, 
and watching through it, like I, I was, I was into it, and I was like, oh crap! They, they decided that they're going to do like a, an alternate, uh, alternate timeline. That's a, that's a pretty cool concept. Blah blah blah. blah. But then, at halfway or like two thirds into the movie, um, there's a um, exposition portion of it where um, Kirk reveals that um, that something happened, and um, you know that, that the that the the Romulans that came back. Um, affected the timeline by by killing out Kirk's dad. That that's not how it's supposed to be. And so um, because it's exposition, um, I was loving it until Uhura opens her mouth and he goes, "You mean like a like an alternate reality?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, thank you for spelling that out in front of the <laughs> whole audience because we're too stupid to understand what just happened." Thank you, Star Trek. I was—I I remember being so pissed off as I was like, just the moment I, that it took me away from everything, and I was so pissed off, going, "How dumb are the people watching right now that you had to say that?" But you know, um, taking that away from it, I thought it was a cool way of using time travel to kind of restart to reinvigorate, um, uh, you know, um, the, the Star Trek franchise. But then, of course, the second movie came out, and for some reason. They needed to, because it's time travel, they needed to go back to the well and get Khan, and it just made it worse back then. So, uh, I can't. I like that movie. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I guess this is also the same guy who had to spell out, you know, have, have Daisy Ridley say, I'm Ray Skywalker at the end of that movie. So, of course, he has, of course he has to spell out, like an alternate reality? <laughs> He's like, like yes, some we're... kind of a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going on a trek in space, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's J.J. Abrams who doesn't think that you know his audience is smart enough to like. He has to have his like the, the, their hands held for this stuff. But I, I liked it. That's, that's a great. That's a great. Uh, yeah, it, it was a great. Like you know, a lot of shows just kind of, um, or when they reboot these uh, these new series, they just kind of either hand wave it or try too hard to make it fit into the new um, to the to the new timeline. This one, I thought, yeah, it was really well done how they kind of did what they did and explained it pretty well from what I from you know from from what I understand. And I'm a casual Czech fan; I've seen most of the movies, and yeah, so I thought it was a good pull. Or yeah. And, I got, I got um, no opinion on Doctor uh, on Doctor Strange being a uh, con in the second movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I still enjoyed it. I was just still very surprised the very first time I saw Leonard Nimoy. I was like, huh? And then Uhura explained it to me. <laughs> Alternate reality. <laughs> still hot. Um, um, real quick, uh, before Harold Le- jumps jumps uh, to the next one, um, I don't know if I've ever done this rant, but. Um, did I tell you why um, the second Star Trek, uh, the one with Khan, ruined Star Trek forever? Um, they, didn't they? Uh, um, they beat death, right? Yeah, yeah. With with the whole uh, with the whole uh, Khan blood thing, it's like, well, nobody has to die. <laughs> yeah, nobody has, nobody has to die now. But and then from the first one, the first movie, um, uh, you know, um, Leonard Nimoy shows everybody. How to travel, um, you know, using a uh, using a, a teleporter to travel, um, you know, millions and millions, like you know, like from across the across the uh, the galaxy, basically, which never has happened. So the question now is, what's the purpose of uh, starships? 
you can just like teleport people from one place to another. Good point. So I don't know. I mean, JJ Wasn't that Abrams. always the point? Like you can always just teleport? Like, you know. Yeah, but it, it was always like a short term travel. It, that's, you, that's true. You couldn't God, go Harold. one place to another. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, you know, <laughs> if you really think about it, I mean, does it have to be hovering above the planet for them to? <laughs> I guess so. Is I think that's the deal of uh, those things. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, it was Doctor Strange. That's the problem. Yeah, he he gave himself the stranger. <laughs> yeah, if it's just a hover hand, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's how he gave himself the stranger with the hover hand. <laughs> <laughs> it hovered for so long, it went no. <laughs> Um, I guess we're we're wrapping this up, so I I'm gonna give a couple of you know honorable mentions for me. Um, just we always laugh at the fact that in Avengers Endgame they actually made fun of the trope about time travel, so it was still a shock to me the very first time I saw it. And I was like, oh, they're really going with time travel here, okay? Which is it's it's appropriate because it's a comic book movie, so you know there's always bound to be uh, different versions and alternate realities. So I mean. For that, for that universe, it actually does kind of make sense. Um, I also a very quick mention to another comic book movie, uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. Had that been the ending of that series, it would have made a lot more sense. It, everything else after that would have, you know, made. I mean, there would there obviously should didn't need to be any other sequels after that because they don't make sense. Like we mentioned. Uh, in your in our un, uh, unanswered questions thing, where all of a sudden James McAvoy aged seventy years, um, but the time travel itself was you know interesting because it was uh, a mind meld into a character that actually existed during that time. So yeah, I thought that was clever too. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. and then um, quick mention to one of our favorite underrated movies that we hardly ever talk about. I think we mentioned it maybe once on this podcast. But uh, uh, shout out to Flight of the Net. No, Flight of the Navigator. Ooh. Oh. That is kind of a time travel thing, yeah. Kind of a time. What are you talking about? It is a time travel thing. Goes into, I mean, he goes, goes like, into the future. It's mostly like a space thing, though. <laughs> it's a space Yeah, but the whole gist of is him getting back to when he was That's younger. Right. <laughs> Not him yet when he's younger, but like back to his own time and everything. And then, you know, Pee Wee Herman doing stuff. Um and then, yeah, Time Machine, that great movie with Guy Pierce. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I saw that in theaters. I was about to say, I don't think I've seen that yet, dude. Dude, I <laughs> actually like that movie. I do. I did like that movie. I thought. I just thought it was, you know, it could have been cooler. Is it, he did Ellie Confidential right before this, so. Well, I think expe- I think your expectations were too high, though. So, yeah, like, you know, me being the casual uh, in, uh, in terms of those things, I was like, oh, this is funny. Oh, this is full of like, um, like, you know, dick and fart jokes. Awesome. <laughs> this is my type of comedy. <laughs> it was it was a fun movie. Um, but my final movie is actually going to be a movie with a very similar name to that. And that movie would be called. The Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, <laughs> hot Tub Time Machine. I've, I don't think in a theater I had ever laughed that loud since Dumb and Dumber, probably. Uh, just for this this easy 80s gags, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, like, like low hanging, but so good though. Because of the fact that it took place in the eighties, and then it really, really, really referenced those old, uh, like ski school movies, uh, you know, eighties bullies, Russians being the enemies, like in their Red Dawn and everything, like going back to that time really made me laugh. The thing that is still interesting to me about this is they had no qualms literally saying that the reason we're going back is because our lives are crap now and we're going back to change absolutely everything. And at first they were just like, okay, we're just going to change a few things. But then they would, they fully embraced the no, 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 no. Everything about our lives is garbage. We must redo everything. And it's kind of like the whole thing where, you know, so what did all those past memories ever mean? Absolutely nothing because that's a completely different life. That's always my favorite thing about like time travel is like, um, you know, yes, you have a new life, but those previous memories that you have, they still exist in your mind and maybe some other people's minds, but technically those things never happen. So they're just, you know, uh, fallacies that you're able to tell your friends because apparently it never happened. Um, and having Rob Corddry change everything and invent Lugal, like um, <laughs> then being the lead singer of Motley Crue, uh, that's when I was like, okay, this movie has gone beyond the extreme and I dug it. And, you know, having to, it, it been about 20 years between that movie coming out and the eighties or like, you know, 20 to 15 years that gave me the appreciation because we were alive during both of those times. So we were able to see, you know, the, uh, them going back into time and being, and us being like, I remember things like that, you know, like when they see Alf on the screen and Michael Jackson still being black, that kind of deal. Jokes yeah. like that, they're going to get me every time. And then, unfortunately, they followed that up with Hot Tub Time Machine 2, which was uh, not as good. I didn't even know that they came up with a sequel, really? Yeah. See, this is the thing. That's, I haven't like, seen them. Oh, exactly. I'll, I'll give you the premise real quick. The main character in Hot Tub Time Machine 1, John Cusack, right? Right. Um, so who do they not have in Hot Tub Time Machine 2? John Cusack. John Cusack? He makes a cameo. Oh. Like, hey, I'm John Cusack. They replace him with a character, an uh, actor that I completely love, but who is wasted in this space, and that is Adam Scott. <laughs> oh. But he plays but he plays another character that has nothing to do with anything, and it's like, dude, this guy sucks. <laughs> but so. it's the rest of the other guys? Yeah, the other and guys Michael are there. Scott and Adam. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so it's like uh, Craig Robinson, yeah, Bob Corddry, Clark Duke playing whatever he does, <laughs> and I, I, I still don't know what that guy does. And then that their chemistry that the four of those guys had, and especially when they're looking into the mirror and seeing their old versions of themselves, which is, by the way, the most clever thing anyone has ever done in a time machine movie. Um, them actually going back into time as their old selves and not looking like their current selves which I thought was the most genius thing that anybody had done. Cause like, you know, if you travel back in time and people see you, they'd be like, I don't know this guy, but the fact that you got back to your original, like how you looked back then, that is smart as writing. So. Let's get away that? with a lot more. I think that's yeah. the uh, quantum leap move, isn't it? Yeah. And then having Crispin Glover almost lose his arm for like two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Crispin Glover, man, he, he went from like, the next speaking of time travel guys. <laughs> yes, ex I, when, I mean I hate to, I hate to always have to bring it back to that, but like Crispin Glover. 
Back to the what, Lewis? Uh, Harold? You know. Back to the where? Back to the past? Back to do the, the thing. <laughs> have you ever heard that? Do the thing, that, thing Julie. <laughs> have you ever heard that joke from John Mulaney about Back to the Future? No. <laughs> where, he was, where he was like, uh, so what are we going to name this movie? He goes back, you know, into the past. So we're going to call it Back to the Past? And he's like, no. Back to the Future? He's like, I don't get it. He's like, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have made much, much money if it was just back to the past, guys. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think that's that's all the time we got. Um, yeah. Good. Good talk about time travel. Um, I guess then if we had like I think one, we could more... do a sequel to this, man. I know. I guess so. Yeah. I, it's oh. a good thing. It's a good thing Lewis didn't use all three of his blood. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, didn't pull my I still got more. So, man. so with this, I, I, I like the. I love the idea. I think it's great if we go a little, not more obscure, but um, not quite talked about as much. So as as general as two of the movies I went with are, I think there's a lot of movies that I've seen or a lot of TV shows that I've seen that have done the trope and have done it in different ways, and I'd love to discuss that another time. Sounds good. Well, yeah, people love a sequel, so let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> what if we time travel <laughs> to the future? <laughs> so let's let's do it right now. If we uh, if we are able to invent a time machine, we're gonna go back to this moment right here and give Harold five hundred bucks. What? <laughs> no, so it didn't work. Pay for another PlayStation or <laughs> another PlayStation. <laughs> Hold okay, on, let me go, check my lottery go back real quick. A, we should go to like a week ago and tell him, don't buy it. <laughs> You're going to regret Why, so it. You guys can buy it? <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> Give them my address. <laughs> Just for the PlayStation, though. I already got an Xbox for now. <laughs> okay, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. If not, time travel back and... Don't watch the episode. <laughs> you watched it. Or you can time travel forward and just fast forward. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, I hope, like I said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. As usual, if you are interested in listening to some of our older episodes, please take a look at the two fanboys, one com for all the past episodes that we've had. And of course, on Facebook, you can find us two fanboys and a filthy casual. Every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. Uh, not to mention our very fun and very active Facebook group, Two Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. Um, go ahead and add us there. We'll happily add you, a bunch of like-minded nerds and geeks who love to talk uh, all the nerd news, trailers, um, excuse me, spoilers and all that good stuff out there. And then on Instagram and Twitter, Two Fanboys, One Casual. And as usual, anywhere you can find your favorite podcasts, we are there, including our newest spots, which is on Amazon Podcasts. So technically, you can ask any of your Amazon devices to find the two fanboys in a filthy casual podcast, and sometimes it works. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> a lot of the times, it doesn't work. But in general, if you have the Amazon Music app, and also coming soon, maybe us on Pandora. So look for us in all your different venues. We're trying our yes. best. In theory, it's going to happen. In theory, it should happen. Because as far as I know, we don't do bad stuff i like that we're on pandora next we'll be on limewire Ooh. <laughs> speaking of time travel 
<laughs> okay, well, that's it for us. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. This is Two Fanboys of the Filthy Casual. We'll see you guys again next Monday or this coming Monday. In the future. In the future. This is, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. This is Crispin Glover. <laughs> what happened to you, man? <laughs>